It's the Jack. And Kathy. Show. Shit show. And there we go. Oh, okay. okay. That was, like I think, one. I think if, yeah. Okay. No, Jack's making me sing. I'm too nervous. I'm not good. I can't. We heard this Steve Winwood song. Waiting for so long. Somebody holds. I don't even know it. He sings very high and some I can't. It's really not an easy song. It's a very easy song. Is it? Steve Winwood has such a great voice. Is that high? So, he's really high. I can't hit the dot. Yeah, I know. But you want to know so, what those notes were. So you were you were all fired up because you were like, what's that note? It's that little... That like little, when it just little, seems um, like a little off. That little... And little, I'm not... Um, yeah, yeah. What's what's that called? Is that like a minor it's flat unresolved? To an a. No, it's the B flat to an A. It's unresolved. Your brain wants to hear... Oh, finally, I'm back to the note. Really? That's a great song. Okay. All right. We'll so that's not, that's podcast. not, I know, that's not what our podcast is about, po- actually. Let's change the topic. While we were waiting for the program to to um, be ready, you started playing that song. Yeah. We heard it today at brunch. Yeah. Breakfast. Why don't we awesome. have a podcast shift and all favorite songs and I'll just play them. <laughs> so tell me what else That would really be like. entertaining to us. I don't know. I was know. playing this this morning. What? What was I doing? I was going. I'm not recognizing it quite yet. I was making it up. Oh, okay. It was just me making shit up. Well, I heard you playing this morning. Did you have the amp on though? I did. Yeah, I thought so. Because I heard it like two I was doing this. That was that good, was and you just make that up. That's just just like dicking right around. It's so cool that you can just dick around and make something. It's sound so cool. So good. Let's do a love song now. No, let's not. Let's get on let's with do, our podcast. Let's do love song. One love song. Ready? Ready? Here we go. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> I know these lyrics are not going to be serious. <laughs> okay. Are floating in the sky. I miss you. <laughs> Stop. Stop poking me in the eye. There it is. You're such okay. a mean old lady and you're always on me. I never do it right. Okay. 
such a mean old lady. <laughs> oh. That was the Jack and Kathy shit show four minutes in, and, and we are out. so sorry. <laughs> we're just Thank you it. for letting us waste your day. Uh, Call them with your song requests. Oh we'll make gosh. them up on the spot. That's called Kathy. All right, so so I'm going to dive right in. We only have 25 so minutes. We, we have an idea of what we want to talk about today, and it's sort of the, the it's it's really telling some stories about how... Hi, um, hi baby. Hi. hi. Hey. Okay, go. Um, it's really sharing stories of people that have really shaped who we are today or circumstances or events that really shaped who we are today. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, and this all in my mind, maybe it's a little different for you, but in Definitely my mind. Definitely different for me. Mine was, was from the yeah. podcast I listened to. A so podcast I'll tell you, you mine. Listen to. You, but to me, it ties into, uh, well, there's a link in um, talking to Linda again, um, the wonderful therapist that we have connected with because she was your therapist prior to me meeting her. And so we recently, a couple of weeks ago, our wheels fell off. And we had a, uh, a couple days of true disconnection that, um, in all honesty, and this is really hard to be that dishonest because I, I want to just be bubbly and happy all the time. And, it's, and we're in a good place now, but we had a couple of days where we weren't so good, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, but we, we came out of it. And we've had many, many discussions about that time of disconnection and how we both want to be better and do better. And so we decided to talk to Linda again, the therapist that you have known for many years that really helped you over the years. And we spoke about her. I don't know which podcast it was, but we went to see her once before and we spoke about it in an early podcast. And... Linda, instead of wanting to see us together right away about all this, she knows you so, so well, so deeply, and you had an individual appointment with her. And then she said, I would love to do the same with Kathy. So my appointment with her was the other day, and obviously she doesn't know me very well. So I dove into, um, you know, kind of a little bit about what makes Kathy Riley tick and, and, it is very interesting to hear myself talk about it to somebody else when you're trying to share, um, because truly at the at the heart of it is me wanting to understand myself better so I can show up better in the relationship and understand my reactions to these situations that come up. Um, because I get very fearful. I get I get when we fight. I get scared. Um, when we fight, I feel extremely vulnerable. I feel can, like I lose my you, voice. Can you just, and can you just yeah. qualify one thing for me? Yeah, that, yeah, for yeah. For everybody yeah. listening, yeah. you don't get scared for physical stuff. No. Oh, my gosh, that? no. I don't of course. want anyone get the impression that. Oh, my gosh, no. Okay. Of course. No, I appreciate you saying that because I can imagine that people. What um, is he doing to you? I think, right. No, God, no. Nothing okay. like that. I think it's just my childhood self wanting to just make sure everything is right all the time (laughs) you know and then I always make the right decision and then I'm not rocking the boat ever and that I just 
do and say things that are right. And little do I know, sometimes I'm disconnecting to myself in those ways. So I was, I shared with you, it's not a new story. You've heard this story before, but I was sharing with uh, um, Linda, who doesn't know me, who is trying to get to know me. I said, you know, deep part of my psyche, Linda, is the following story. And it's really a vulnerable thing to share. It makes me kind of... Ugh, well up a little bit, <laughs> you, you know. Play music so it distracts you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will share it here now because I don't know. That's the podcast, you know, sort of sharing our vulnerable yeah, underbelly sure. to all of this. Well, you share what you feel comfortable sharing, right? <laughs> and the story is that when I was in second grade, I started sweating profusely from my hands and my feet. It's called hyperhidrosis, and. Uh, not to go into all the situations of my entire life that have been um, uh, have shaped me because of that condition, but it truly, truly um, made me mentally obsessed with um, staying in front of it and hiding it and making sure nobody found me out. And I mean, my hands and feet would literally drip, 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 drip. And my feet, I could soak through tennis shoes and leather shoes. And it just, I had to, you know, going to a Catholic grade school and wearing these polyester uniforms that didn't absorb sweat, I had to strategize, like, what am I going to wipe my hands on when they start to sweat when I'm at school? I don't have these clothes I can, I mean, I would soak my clothes um, because I would just wipe my sweaty hands on them all day. My pants would be, my, the, the thighs of my pants would be wet And all back day. then, girls didn't wear leggings under clothes. No, sometimes in the winter we wore those thick, wide whale corduroy pants, so that was really great. But in the <laughs> summer when things are hot, I didn't right. know what to wipe my there hands on. There were no spanks back then. And I remember writing my papers in school. You know, I would have to take sheets of loose leaf paper and fold them up and place them under the edge of my hand where it was try to get the sweat and just have the tip of the pencil mm. off the edge of the paper because you can't write with a pencil on wet paper and so that just I'll try not to go on too long but just to give you a glimpse of my my psyche and my whole world I I almost have no other childhood memories that's not completely accurate but it was such a focus of my psyche to hide and go inward and and maneuver like everywhere I went everything I did every situation was thinking about how am I going to hide my sweat is that going to be a situation that prompts anxiety and and nerves and and put me into this fearful state and and so it that stayed with me pretty much my entire life and fast forward to I'll try to make this story shorter but fast forward to high school when I finally came to my parents and said, you know, this is, this is tough on me. And we had tried biofeedback where I got hooked up to little, little things and would try to control my anxiety with, you know, the power of thought, which was a cool concept, but it wasn't a quick fix and it wasn't a surefire fix for, for me. Um, because the sweating can be prompted by, by just heat let alone, I mean, anxiety and nerves for sure. But mm. just if it's hot out, I'm, go mm. I'm going to sweat. And this is what my body does. Mm. So in high school, before the summer before junior year of high school, I had a surgery where they go in under the armpits and they clip the nerves that 
that control the sweat to the hands and the feet. And, and it's just ironic. It was successful to a degree because my hands don't really sweat too much anymore and neither does my face and my armpits because that's all the same thing. But now the rest of me, my body has said, oh, well, I just got to turn, dial everything else up on my body from basically the armpits down because I need another channel. You, your body still produces that same amount of sweat. Anyway, um, it, it, something that I shared with Linda and how I have, in my mind, maybe she would tell me differently, in my mind it has given me good or bad, and uh, it has given me an incredible um, tolerance for discomfort, an incredible tolerance, because that's like a natural state to me, to be always be uncomfortable. And every modeling job I had, I had, it's just ironic, I even got into that industry where I then put myself in that situation in front of an audience. Thick clothes in the summer, hot lights. Oh my gosh, yeah, black fur coats and ev- and on everyone Michigan looking Avenue at you. in the sunshine. You know, it's like, oh my and gosh. And everyone's staring at you. And everyone's staring at me. And it was just its own form of torture. I felt very lucky to do the job. And I think I was pretty good at it and did it for 40 years. And um, so there's a huge part of me that is so relieved to not be in that industry anymore because it was so stressful for me. Of course, I still miss it. It's like, you know, it's the dialectic, right? Um, And but it was just me sharing that story with Linda to try to better understand myself and how I react to you when we have situations that we're not we're not aligning with each other. And um, that led, in my mind, that led to part of our conversation with understanding why we're wired how we are. And, um, and it was really a profound thing to share with Linda, and it's a very vulnerable thing to share with somebody. But I think it's very much a part of my personal healing process and wanting to be better in this relationship with you and understanding why I react the way I do. Um, not that that's everything, but I think it's a big part of it. And I have to recognize that, um, I need to manage my stress and anxiety in a different way instead of internalizing it. Cause one of the things that happens now is I get migraines and that's, that's all me. There could be external circumstances, Um, but really it's me and how I am handling that stress. Mm -hmm. And, um, I definitely want to be better in this relationship. My best version of myself for you and for us. Well, and for yourself, but mostly just for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my, my health. You have a relationship with what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, you have a relationship with yourself. No doubt. Yeah. Family and friends and Mm -hmm. prospective Mm -hmm. new clients and yeah we don't know what in the future so yeah I mean I could go on and on about how that really all the moments that were stressful and that go on and on it's our podcast your day why no that's all right it's well just keep talking baby (laughs) I've talked a lifetime on this podcast already so you keep going I just I think of so many moments like I used to play the flute oh it's gonna make me so emotional it's okay Uh, I started playing the flute in fourth grade, and you're safe with me. Part of you me, know that, right? 
loved it, but part of me hated it because if I had to play the flute in front of other people, all I can imagine, all I can remember, I don't know how I played a song or a note or anything because all I could imagine is how the sweat bead was starting on my hand and, and rolling. If anybody's watching YouTube of this, you can see me demonstrate. All, all My singular focus was the sweat beads that were forming on my hands coming down here, and I could feel them tracking down my arm, down my arm, down my elbow, dripping onto the floor. And as soon as I was, while I was playing, that's all I thought about. I don't even know how I played a single fucking note because then the moment the song was over, I'd look down at what, how big that puddle was on the floor and hoping nobody noticed. And I would take my foot and I would, I would rub it and try to make it go away before I just went and sat down and I was done with my, it was a competition. It was like, like fruit. And how old were you? Grammar school. Uh, yeah, I was grade school. And you're not. Yeah. There are certainly people that might have noticed it, but you're not at that age. You don't. You think everybody's looking at you. Oh my God! You yeah. think everyone's staring at you? Well, especially pe- when you're up there performing your fruit solo, and all the parents are in the fruit audience. Solo? Fruit solo, <laughs> flute solo. <laughs> you're, you know, competing. You think that that's what and, they're listening to and, and seeing? And they're just all. They truly yeah. are all staring at you. Yeah. And. Again, and then I get into modeling where everybody is staring at me. And and I'm, there's a huge Should part I, of me so that is really, I, really good what if I in just those fig- situations. What if I just figured it out? What? I shouldn't stare at you. <laughs> is that no. it? I want you staring at me. Oh. But well, it's, there goes that it's a vulnerability in me that I'm trying to understand. And most importantly, I think... Um, is me starting to recognize those stressful situations and giving them an outlet in other ways or mentally going through this process of um, how I'm going to process it differently, like taking a deep breath, you know, and I worry so much about how the other person is perceiving me. Mm. And all I want to do is make the make the stress stop. I got to make it stop. I got to make it stop. Got to make it stop. Mm. And that kind of makes me that can make me not address a situation really well. And I think that was part of how I reacted when we had our last um, our recent uh, disagreement, mm. an argument, mm. and. And, you know, we all have that, right? We all have, there's a reason we are wired how we are wired. Um, it can be our upbringing, our, just uh, an event that happened, or, or somebody, good and bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that just happened to be something that I c- still carry with me um, to a degree. So... It's it's I think it's really good to pay attention to that stuff. What were some did Linda bring any insights to this? Oh, discussion? she I think Do you she, want to share any of that or not really? Well, she had a real aha when I shared that story mm-hmm. and um, she didn't dwell on it too much, but just my my need to please just to make the anxiety go away mm. faster mm-hmm. I need to make it go away because mm-hmm. um, I don't process that anxiety well mm. and um, 
uh, yeah, just sort of me learning how to take back that control for myself. Um, and I really think that moving forward, when you and I have a disagreement in that way, where you can feel the tension building and boiling up, that we make a promise to each other or make a sincere well, we, effort to yeah. just push the pause button and give it a minute, give it an overnight and come back when we both sort of let things settle. Because when I get caught up in that anxiety, I don't think straight. I don't think quickly. I don't think, um, uh, uh, maybe I don't think rationally. It's very hard for me to see your perspective um, because all I can think about is, um, all I can think about is, I don't know, uh, trying to explain how I couldn't have possibly hurt you, you know, because that's almost just too much for me to bear. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So there you go. There's a little, there's a little nugget. There's a little Kathy Riley nugget that has shaped who I am. And um, I've talked to, to my kids about this too. I don't know if it has the same, you know, I don't think they, well, now they're both, you know, more mature adults. I'm sure they would have a different perspective on it now than when I first shared all those moments. <laughs> if they even but listen to those. Yeah, people. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But, um, it uh, prompted you or something in there prompted you to have the thoughts about the people that have influenced you in your life and the situations that have made a huge mark in who you are today. Mine, mine is much different. Yours was, it's really interesting. I mean, it's related because it's influenced, but yours, if I'm hearing this correctly, so when I when I when we first talked about this in the car as a podcast topic, mm -hmm. I was listening to another podcast where one of the guys who hosts it was talking about all the influences on his life and the pivot mm -hmm. points that mm -hmm. from the age you know third grade this and fifth grade that and tenth grade this Scott and Galloway yeah in so he's just and well, so is Kara you know Swisher we're talking about Kara Switcher, these moments Swisher where had Galloway. they gone left instead of right or had this person not been there that mm -hmm. was they may be a different person and so I was more inclined to just talk about how it shaped less my beliefs and reactions to circumstances, just mm -hmm. more my life, which mm -hmm. I know is related. I'm just mm. very fascinated to find sure out now. Is. So my intention was, I thought we were going to sit down and talk about, oh, when I was in second grade, I had this really cool teacher that <laughs> taught me to be a really good writer. And that, that kind of nurtured my love for writing. Or when I was in eighth grade, I had a basketball coach. I thought well, that's where we were going. Yeah, and so it's really I, interesting that mm -hmm. where you're going with this is that there were personal life events, not necessarily external influences that helped shape you, but personal experiences in life that shaped you. Not that either one is right or wrong. I'm not going down that mm -hmm. path. I think mine was shockingly lighter surface area than yours. Yeah, yours and, and way I think deep into the pool, which is I, fine. If I can add, Go ahead. I think my brain goes to that in in my experience because it really superseded all other events and moments in my life like that's how focused i was 
I, I almost feel like I missed some of those positive influences because I was so consumed. Like when I say I was consumed by it every day, all day, I, I'm not joking. Can I? And yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it just kind of took over so much a part of, of I, my I life. do think hearing you talk now and given all my years of therapy and my <laughs> master's and PhD <laughs> in those subjects. It, well, don't forget all the self-help books you've read. Oh, written and, and, and written. And um, With all, all the, the blog all the posts and podcasts and blog posts and it, it. Are you okay that we keep talking? I mean, this is our podcast for to sure. do however I, we want to do I it. I scratched and, at that surface, right. so let her rip. So, I I do think this is a part two, three, four, five. It doesn't yeah. have to be sequential, by the way. We can do yeah. it, we can pursue this. I won't forget. You know, well, I, I think it's probably a topic that would have endless layers. Oh, as, for sure. As I, we go, It's right? interesting to come back to this because we're going to continue to tie some of this together. We're going to continue to talk to Linda, not because we, I don't know why I feel like I have to make sure that people don't think we're sitting here throwing things at one another. It's just, we have moments of disconnection that are pretty profound and there's reasons for that, um, that we're both trying to figure out mm -hmm. because we find this relationship so valuable, correct? Mm -hmm. I said that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So view this as hey i'm uh and i'm not trying to trivialize it i'm really not hey i am overweight and i'm not happy with myself so we're hiring a dietitian and someone with exercise fitness mm -hmm. to kind of help us figure that out and i don't think there's anything wrong with you're saying as an example like like it's yeah like, we're like we're, it's we're not doing it because similar to that yeah we're, we're trying to get better analogous to that i've said this mm -hmm. to you before and it's not often received I am not often say it well. I shouldn't say received well. I don't often say it well, and I hope my intent is correct. It's just I could hear how this isn't easy to hear. Therapy is going to do three things. It's going to it's going to decide for us if we're really right for one another. Mm -hmm. It's going to improve our relationship if that's the case. Because right, mm -hmm. if we start going and we like realize, oh fuck, we think we're really good for one another, but we're really not. <laughs> that's a potential outcome, right? That'd be crazy. Well, but it's a potential know, outcome, right? So possible, I go right? I go into. When I went into therapy, without spending too much time on this, it was with the understanding of, if I don't take this seriously, if she gives me something to read, fucking read it, mm -hmm. right? If she asks me to t try something with relationships, yeah, fucking try it, and then respond back to how that works. I don't give a shit if you're hitting a baseball, or playing golf, or trying to fix your brain and how you react to things. If you don't take the advice from a mentor who's experienced in solving those types of things, you wanna hit the ball better on a golf tee, mm -hmm. Go to fucking teacher knows what they're talking about. Yeah. So it's really important for me, for our listeners to hear that we like this relationship so much that when we do have these moments of disconnection, we're both going, what the fuck is going on that this happens? And there's clearly something in our past or histories that are generating our responses to things. Yeah, that right? is triggered triggered by each yeah, other just, in those moments we're, yeah. we're not reacting as best as we can and so it's For funny sure. because i wanted this podcast to truly talk about you know mrs smith and joe johnson yeah. and all these other that people great teacher that right. made you love writing so i think it's cool that you want to go down <laughs> and i don't want to talk i know i've talked a lot now in the last two minutes i I want to let you know that I do think it's an issue for you mm -hmm. because since we started dating mm-hmm one of the first times I put my hand on the small of your back mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about like some sexual thing just like reaching behind you mm -hmm. there was sweat there and you instantly started talking about your sweat like mm -hmm. we were on date two mm -hmm. and you're talking about yeah. I sweat I just sweat a lot I had the surgery done and, and man you want long it's hard for me to be touched you went a long time talking about it and it then was. what's funny is that when 
and I'm, this is not a salacious discussion when we're just holding hands sometimes mm -hmm. or we're going places and I can tell you're liking our closeness, you'll sweat a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So your body reacts to it all the time mm -hmm. for some reason. And I've told you what? Yeah, you think it's hot. I think it's hot. I think it's yeah, really kind of cool. Doesn't because you. It, and I have to trust in what you tell me. Because when I sweat, I, my, my brain immediately goes, He's Ew. disgusted. Right. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm disgusted by myself. I think, I go, I think it's just your emotion. It's, your, it's the way your, your body manifests an emotion. I don't know that you can change it. You just might have a hyper a gland that hyper reacts hyper to things. Hyperhidrosis. However, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's right. called. Where I'm going with this mm -hmm. is that it is an issue, though, because mm -hmm. you've talked about it now in the podcast. You went 21 straight minutes, which is not like you. Mm -hmm. You talk about it often between the two of us. Yeah. However, you have said, I think I've found my person because I'm not affected by it at all. Yeah. It doesn't phase me. And I don't find myself uh, in in... I don't find I find myself more relaxed with you, so I don't have that as as many like anxiety triggers in my my connection with you. But it but it does stem it does bring up a better point that I'm happy you're addressing with Linda mm -hmm. for your own benefit. I, if it helps you and you decide, wow, I really like myself better. See you, Jack. I got it. <laughs> well, right. These are the potential outcomes of all these things, right? We grow yeah, and we change. Happen and between the two and of so us, I'm sure. supportive of yeah. your personal growth. Mm -hmm. I don't know what causes that sensitivity in you when we have discussions about things because it happens fast, mm -hmm. right? There's a defensiveness or sensitivity that can happen quickly. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've heard you tell the story about the flute. About what? The flute. You've never oh, told yeah. me. You've never no. told me that story, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to start to cry now because mm -hmm. I can't imagine being a, a, a ten year old, second grade, mm -hmm. seven year old, eight year old, and you just want to play music and you can't even play music because you're so worried that someone's going to see a drop that probably no and one nobody sees. Nobody knew. I never. But it's spoke such a it, foundation, and the reason I say it, it it still shows up with mm -hmm. you and me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's foundational that we'll go someplace, and you're like, I'm beginning to sweat. And then what goes through my mind right away is, fuck, here comes the migraine. Yeah. Because your brain now is going on hyper alert of this is happening. And it's almost like your brain is telling yourself this is going to happen. Then that's going to, it just becomes this, sorry for the cliche, that snowball. And then mm -hmm. it's like, how do we fucking stop that ball from falling and getting so big that now it's out of control? Well, we can't do that. I mean, I guess maybe as... A, a partner, just somebody that I'm with, you could probably make choices that didn't antagonize that further, but um, really, ultimately, it's up to me. Well, I'm never going to be great at that, right? Like last night, <laughs> well, but because I'm not, I'm not going to know. If you could just keep trying. Though. Right. If, I'm not going to know that that's instantly going to be something that starts this, right. that starts all this stuff downhill. Right. And right? that's where I have to then verbalize, like if I feel my anxiety rising, I have to say, hey, I recognize, I don't know what the words are, but maybe, either. hey, babe, I feel my anxiety rising right now. Could we talk about That's this it. a little That's later? That's brilliant. I love it. Like, talk to Linda and see what she says. I love that. Yeah. Let, because, let me give you an example. Yeah. Last night we were at that concert and it was all super loud type punk rock music from all those bands, right? Yeah. And um, what did I tell you this morning? The moment we walked into that place, it was loud. There were fluorescent lights. We didn't really know anybody, which is not the 
but there were a whole bunch of circumstances where I went. We knew some people, but. Yeah, but I, my point is there were circumstances that in the past, or at least I've seen with you, if there's just a little bit of tension and then there's something that pushes that tension farther, that the migrant can come, a whole bunch of other things can happen. And, and I have to admit, I told you already, right? Mm-hmm. But for the listeners, I was on hyper fucking alert. Like, all right, just be really calm. Just relax. Mm-hmm. Something comes up. Hey, someone knocks a beer over in your face. It's all good, brother. <laughs> and then you were coming close to me. And, and when I'm at those places, I'm not often very, that's the one moment I'm kind of not very touchy-feely mm-hmm. in those concerts. you ever notice that? Like, I'm so dialed into what the musicians yes, are doing. Yes, music is. That I kind of, yeah, so... You were leaning into me quite a bit, and I went, all right, arms around her, soft kisses. (laughs) Hey, is the music too loud? Do you want to go step outside for a sec? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because I've experienced the snowball. And so if you can, and this is not a, you've got to work on this, Kathy. That's not how I intend this. Mm -hmm. If you feel those things generating, and Mm -hmm. you can also dial them back down, Right. There's that. Mm-hmm. If you can feel that generating and go, all right, I'm going to, Hey, let's get out of here. Cause I'm getting a headache. I don't, I'm not, uncom- mm-hmm. or I'm uncomfortable. Or I need to hit pause on this conversation. Yeah. Pause you know? on this conversation. Cause it's a little bit, you did that recently though. And we were talking about something else. Mm-hmm. You're like, Hey, can we just not talk about that right now? And I went, all right. Yeah. Um, and, and, so, and here's anyway. the thing is I worry that you're going to feel dismissed. Like if you're in the height of some expression about you, but yet it's bringing my the effect on me or the effect I'm the uh, the reaction I'm choosing is anxiety. Um, I worry that you're I don't want you always to feel shut down by my anxiety moments. You know, I don't want to be like, hey, Jack, we're going to have to hit pause on on your feelings right now. Here's, here's, or your thoughts right now. Yeah, but see, I, so, I, I've often said to you. Because I, I worry, again, yeah, I, I worry about you. I know. I, you. I, I've often said to you, I feel that for you, it's left or right. Mm. And this is going to be ironic because my mother always says that I've got to work better at shades of gray. You are, compared to me sometimes, I think, very black and white. So your, your thought that, and I appreciate what you're saying right now, your thought that, I, hey, this is a little flooding for me. Or this is a little heavier. I'm not. I'm in a place where I can really want to have this conversation. The thought that you have is, oh fuck! Now I've just taken him off the rails. And he's going to be upset and not feel heard. There's so many ways to say that. And first of all, I don't want you to feel that way. If you're saying, hey, this is a little bit heavy for me. You did it the other day when we were walking into Costco. Yeah. Remember, we we're talking about stuff, and I was getting fired up, which I can do. Yep. And then you said, hey, can we just not talk about this right now? And all you have to say is, for me at least. Mm-hmm. I know you want to talk about this right now. I'm not feeling, can we come back to it? Cause I don't want you to feel dismissed. Yeah. Done. And I want you to know that that's how I react. So yeah. you're, I don't want you to feel, Oh fuck. Now he's going to have this big slew of reactions. Number one. And number two, it's up to me to then say to you, Hey, can we come back to this at some point? Cause I, I do feel a little dismissed right yeah. now. And, but I recognize it's also heavy cause you know, I'll talk like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's where I, I guess where I'd like you to feel more comfortable is not, it's making more sense now when you talk about the flute because you can't even, you're so consumed with it that you can't think that there's any other possible solutions. That the only solution is everyone sees me and I'm being ostracized and look at me and I'm so embarrassed as opposed to there's, there isn't even a middle ground of, all right, I may be sweating a little bit, but all right, it's not that much. No one's noticing. Play your part, right? Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that now more in our, I never heard that story before. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I'm making sense to you, but I recognize in our conversations if if that flooding coming comes on, that's like the sweat pouring off your elbow. It is. Like you you can it feel is. the conversation dripping down the arm and you're concerned that it's just gonna pool up with water. And and I think with me you have to believe that if you said, Hey, can we just chill off for a second? Instantly the water yes. stops. Could you imagine in your brain right now, I really mean this, can you visualize that the moment you say something like that, the water stops? Because yeah. you've got a partner, and I'm not trying to be arrogant toward myself. You know the moment you say things. I think even Linda said to you, how do I respond? Mm-hmm. The moment you go, can you stop? Yeah. Right? Don't I more often than not go, okay. The only thing I may ask you is. You do. More often than not, uh, may I add to a thought there? That you are such a quick thinker that sometimes you come up with, you, you go into solution mode. Agreed. And. That I'm doing it right now. That isn't always the best thing for you. The best thing in that moment. Yep. Because for some reason that puts pressure on me to I just need I just need to it's almost physically, emotionally, mentally stepping back away from it for a moment. Like like I, I'm in a room with that conversation and I need to leave the room and close the door for a minute. Yeah and calm myself down and then I can enter the room again that, with a different, different... Say that to me and I promise you right now, I'll hear it. Yeah. Maybe we create a code where I go, I need to leave the room right now. We'll just say I'm <laughs> I not... I need to leave the conversation But I'm okay right if now. you say, this is really weighing on me. Where I get... Yeah. Where it's challenging for me sometimes is that I don't want it to just be left for days. I agree. So I just agree. agree to... I just didn't realize is the bottom line. I knew the sweating thing was was profound because I heard it within two days, our second date. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was profound and I've experienced mm-hmm. its profoundness since in the mm-hmm. two plus years we've been together. Mm-hmm. It still comes up, right? Mm-hmm. There will be places and you'll say, yeah. uh, the wedding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jenny's daughter's wedding, Yeah. right? Yep. I'm starting to sweat a lot because we were outside and it was oh, hot yeah. as fuck. And I start to get panicky. And, and then it's, I can I, feel a migraine coming. Uh, well, you started to say that. You said, I, I remember I, I was like, do you want me to go to the car and get the umbrella? And in the future, it's funny. I should just get the fucking umbrella. Or I should, my brain goes to, want to hear how bad I am? I go, fuck, why didn't you think of the umbrella? I should have thought about that. But I remember that wedding. And unfortunately, the, the weather turned. Oh clouds gosh, came in. The got, breeze came in. I'm got, like, well, we might get rained on. It rained. We it might get rain. rained on, but Kathy's not about to sweat and have a migraine anymore. But we so. sat in the back. <laughs> I cooled well, off. Well, even when we were at lunch with, uh, or we were at um, talking to the prospective, our friends, I don't want to call them clients only, but Alex and her husband, Andrew, we were sitting in a place that was right in direct sunlight. Yes. And I kept thinking, I don't know if she's going to last here. Yeah. And what was interesting to me, see if you can feel this, was see if I'm getting you correctly. I'm sitting there going, why isn't she saying let's move? Because it was just the two of us. You would say, do you guys move, mind moving in the shade? Mm-hmm. Were you reluctant to say something to them for fear that they would? Yeah, I did ha- I did process for a minute the bright light, which can, in the past can be a trigger. But I, I also recognize that it's anxiety combined with the bright light, you know, okay. or, or anxiety paired with a computer screen or anxiety um, okay. that comes from a conversation. It really so much of that is about how I'm pre- managing Processing the moment, managing a uh, potential stressful situation. And and in that situation, I think I was just so comfortable with them okay. um, that it didn't feel 
Because the irony is Inside I was the one that had to get up and go, I can't, because you and I both don't, we like sun, but we yeah. don't like being in direct sunlight all the time. Right. 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 And so I thought it was ironic that I was the one was like, I can't, I can't fucking handle this. And yeah. I went to the car to get a hat. Remember? Yes. 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 So absolutely. I just, yeah. I, I find it, I'm really encouraged that this is something you're identifying more. And mm-hmm. did you tell her the flute story too? Or is I that can't new? remember actually. Man, I, I, share I that wanna... one with her because you have just had a profound effect on me for the rest of the day. Oh, really? Yeah. And I hate to do this to us, but we have to go pick up Alan Sam. Okay. So can we call yes. this part one? Yes, we'll and call this you, part one. Do you, because this is really different mm-hmm. from what I wanted mm-hmm. to do, yeah. which is okay. Absolutely. Do, can we talk about more of this stuff with you? Because I'm no. learning. No, of course we can. Because I'm learning yeah. more about you right here. Believe it or not, this I is know. these are stories I this haven't heard. This is the vulnerable underbelly. That's not easy for you. It's not easy, and it's really, um, uh, you know, you ha- you worry about once you reveal all that, will that other person still like you? You know. Oh, baby, stop it. No, it's not. It's. Not, I get that you feel that it's, way. It's, it doesn't have to be logical. You know it, that, that. No, it that, doesn't. It that doesn't that have to be logical. That's part of your psyche. So I get it. I get it that Babe, it's not. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I said to you the moment you started sweating. I thought it was fucking hot. <laughs> and you're like, I found my person. I found my person who thinks my sweat is hot. It's because <laughs> it's who you are. I don't give a shit. I, I like the you, fact babe. that you're. One of the challenges that we have in this relationship is that vulnerability thing is not always easy or easily no. accessed for you. No. So the fact that you're coming to the deep end of the pool like this, I'll be here however you need me. You want me to shut the fuck up? Yeah. Shut up. You want me no. to listen more? I'll listen. I think this is fascinating for me. And believe it or not, you telling these stories is amazing. I hear things differently. Like you said something to me the other day. Mm. I can't believe I said we got to go and now I'm rambling. <laughs> You said how I I have you said on our last podcast the power that I have and I went I don't like that that word yeah but you also said it very kindly at the event or whatever it was where we were you're like you have this way of just touching me sometimes and it just calms me down no matter where mm-hmm. I am and I'm mm-hmm. not even aware that I'm doing it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I don't like that responsibility how's that do you know what I mean when I say I that? draw I draw strength from you. In a really good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I want you to draw strength from you. Because that's what that's, that's what I admire about you. That's important, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And remind me when we pick this up again. I, I, part I, de. I, yeah, part de, de. Is that this, um, I don't mean to, I want, to me, it's very similar to having a handicap. I, I don't want to equate it to a, a real handicap, like missing an arm or being blind no. or having a, like it, having some physical, it. mental, emotional, something challenge. I don't, I don't mean to um, minimize any of that, but in, in my mind, it was like trying to manage a handicap in life and how every moment is consuming as you go into the world and manage this handicap. But I also saw gifts in it as well. And we'll maybe pick up on that. And now your son is calling. So let's that's probably a good time to... Um, let's bolt. Yeah, let's bolt. Um, I do want a part two. Okay. So we however we want to bring part two in, this has been fascinating for me. Yeah. I really mean it. I, yep. I love looking at you right now. Um, Thanks, babe. I know this is not easy for you. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated by this story. 
it has brought a different sense of awareness and sensitivity for me. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel that and know that. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is, I love this podcast for this fucking reason right here. Thanks, babe. And if this is the way we connect is through this podcast, because we love this so much, mm-hmm. then let's yeah, just keep Yeah, if this rolling. is for nobody else but ourselves, that's You rock, that's babe. It. You too, babe. Okay. Ready? Peace. Jack and Kathy shit show <laughs> outro take 652. <laughs> <laughs> you just listened to another episode of the Jack and Kathy shit show. Our senior producers are me. Hey, and me. This episode was produced, engineered, and mixed by the amazing Key Honar. Email your questions, comments, or interesting relationship stories to Jack and Kathy shit show at gmail.com. That is Kathy with a C. Be sure to follow and like our marvelous shit show on Instagram and TikTok at Jack and Kathy shit show. Apparently liking and following is a thing. It is? Yeah. This episode was produced by Pint Productions 2022. Point! Point.